ASI, Season 3, Episode 5, the interview with Leo Schultz on the podcast today, a real brother of mine, brother from another mother, right? My identity and some of my persona throughout this show, this song may explain some of that. My name is Russ Shaw, your dislocated boy. Here's some uh, Joe Bonamassa. I've been gone a long time, lost in the seven seas. Say long, don't you come back until you learn the birds and the bees. Who will you find waiting for you? Blood in the wine. Guest I have on the show today, another dislocated boy, <laughs> right? Anyways, uh, if you could go to the website, ASI247.org, click on the music tab, and you can download any of the tunes that I play on the show right from there. Excellent blues guitar there. Love that. Um, ASI is a listener-supported podcast. Um, I don't bring this up on every episode, but it's it's time. <laughs> it's it's time to raise a little money because basically this thing is supported um, as a result of the financial support of listeners whose hearts and minds have been impacted by its message. Um, if your heart or mind has been impacted by its message, give. If not, don't. That, that's cool, too. Please give if you feel led to do that. Uh, ASI247.org. My email is russ at ASI247.org. If you want to mail something in, if you don't feel comfortable giving online, um, I can mail you an address, email you an address. Uh, but yeah, got that out of the way, right? Anyways, uh, some more Joe Bonamassa before I uh, get into my interview with Leo. I love this guy, man. Uh, for a blues guy, he's got a real deeper message to his music. And this is uh, from the album Driving Towards the Daylight. The song of the same name. Driving towards the daylight Running from the midnight Trying to get my way Schultz, welcome to the studio, which is my 2005 Dodge Caravan. That's a nice one. <laughs> As we sit here in front of uh, the Starbucks, Everett, Washington, um, just thanks for being on the podcast. I uh, 
I am humbled and honored to have you as a guest. Um, I've had guests on the show. Most of my guests have been authors and, and stuff. And uh, one friend of mine, Jeff Fisher, he does another podcast. But this season of shows, season three, is really more of a, you know, I wanted to have some folks on who's had some real life change. And you're one of those guys. Right? Yes, I am. You're one of those guys who I've seen grow, and, and not just that, but has spoken to my life. You were my redemption group leader mm -hmm. back when I went through redemption groups at yes, Shoreline. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, you know, your your story is awesome. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm honored to have you on the podcast. And just, you know, I just want the listeners to know that this is the, this guy is the real deal, all right? No BS. He's going to shoot it straight <laughs> like it is. And hopefully you, uh, hopefully you all out there appreciate that. Um, I don't put a lot of stock in religious people. I like religious people, some of them. Actually, that's not true. Um, I mostly don't like religious. I love religious people. I don't. <laughs> I struggle to like them. Yeah. But I'm. I'm more of a. Um, tell me about how you're walking the path rather than how you know the path. Leo, for me, you're. You seem. To, you're one of those cats. You're. You're a guy who's going to talk about how you're walking the path, and you're going to put more weight on that than how you're. How you know the path. It's, uh, it's not as much as how I walk or what I know or what I'm doing. It's about, um, for me, it's about how my God showed up. And he showed up on the cross and he died for, for all of my crap. And, you know, that took me a long time to buy into that story. It, uh, for a lot of people, it's really hard to believe. Uh, I was raised in the church, so I kind of bought in at an early age and walked away from it. Right. Got into things, got into drugs and alcohol and sex and porn, and uh, my latest one now is food. Um, so I'm kind of a I'm kind of a redundant addict. I can I can be addicted to anything, but I think the way I see it is we're all we're all worshipers. We all worship something. Before I made it a point to worship my God, I worshipped Leo. I worshipped myself. Um, it was all about me. It was about all about what I did and got. And for me, it was crack cocaine and, and alcohol and, and pornography. And it was just all about me. I want to get mine. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to burn anybody I have to to get mine. It doesn't matter. I, I can leave my wife at home crying and sobbing because her husband hasn't come home and it's 5 in the morning because he's out doing crack at a motel. Um, I'm selfish. I, uh, you know, I'm at the bottom. I'm a nobody. I don't, you know... I'm working on my third book because I haven't done my first or second one yet. So I don't have any books out. I don't have anything to brag about. I'm just a guy. I'm a, I'm a maintenance guy. I, I fix stuff. Uh, I screw in light bulbs and sweep up dumpsters and that kind of thing. Right. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, I, I, you you talked about, you touched on recovery a little bit. You went into recovery. Like I did. Like 12-step recovery. Yes, I did. About, about how long ago? When, what what kind of led up to that? Because you, you had a successful business for a while, mm -hmm, I did. as I understand, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and what what happened with that, Leo? Well, it smoked my business. The business went up in the crack pipe. Right. Uh, but before you got to the crack pipe, was there something that, that kind of lit that up for you before you went into the 12-step and, and stuff? I mean, was there, a, was there a breaking point? Was there something? Do you, do you remember any... 
Yeah, several. I, <laughs> several breaking points, but I would always return to uh, the bag of crap that I worshipped. I would never, I would never go to anybody or anything larger than myself because I was so busy being God. Right. Uh, so I kind of stayed in my own crap and my own brokenness for years. I'm, uh, I'm 58 now, and I think I've been clean and sober for about six or seven years. It's not very much time. Right. So I've been a worshiper of myself all those years. And the breaking point was um, when, I guess, when I lost my business and um, my dad came to live with me looking for a safe place to live. And I had to tell him before he died that I was a crack addict. And he died knowing that. And um, my wife was about ready to dump me. It was my second marriage. And um, she was about ready to can me. And uh, I was kind of cooked, I guess. I was at the end of myself. and. I was looking for something, and I, I wound up at a church up here that had a 12-step program it was CA, Cocaine Anonymous. And I got involved in CA, and that kind of led to some involvement in the church, and uh, rode the 12-step program for off and on maybe five or six years. Um, uh, you know, 12 steps is good. A lot of people get clean and sober from the 12 steps, but it doesn't really take you to God. I you know, I think addicts and drunks are probably the worst decision makers on the planet. Yet in the 12-step programs, we're allowed to choose our own God, the God of your understanding, which is right. totally blown out of context from what Bill Smith started in the first place. So um, I was godless for a while. I didn't really, didn't really know who God was or who he was. Or, I was raised in the Pentecostal church, so I had a very convoluted of, of what worship looked like. Right. So all those things coming together caused me to come to the end of myself, probably close to insanity. Uh, I was like you in Redemption Group. I didn't know what to think. Right. right. It was just, uh, you know, people are telling you one thing and someone else will tell you another thing. And uh, we've both been sexually abused, so we have trust issues. We don't trust people. Um, so when, when I was introduced to Jesus Christ, um, it was a stretch for me to believe. It was hard for me to believe. I didn't want to believe. But the Bible says that all it takes is faith the size of a mustard seed, and that's pretty small. Yeah. And that's about how much faith I had. But in that, um, God showed up in a big way for me, and, and I can trust God, and I know that He's my Father, and He's not going to burn me, and He's not going to molest me, and He's not going to try to sell me dope. Right. And He's not going to have a bunch of hoops for you to jump to to be good enough. No, he just wants to hang out. The, the yeah. deal is, you know, I want to be your father and you get to be my son. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. End of story. And we so, we so mix that up. Um, tell me about, you know, I, I, I struggle to use this term, but it, it, it is a good term. The, the kind of rock bottom sort of uh, point that you got to was, as far as drugs was concerned, it was really crack cocaine, wasn't it? It was. Almost... Yeah, crack took Almost me to the bottom. killed you. Yeah, you can see me now. I was, I was, uh, you know, I'm over 200 pounds now. I'm, uh, when I was smoking crack, I was a size 28 waist. I think I weighed maybe 145, 150 pounds. Right. Um, and I, I'm in my 40s. I didn't go to jail until I was 42 years old. Um, so the bottom for me looked like near death, near insanity, um, being ostracized from everybody that I loved. Right. Um, my world was ending. My my kingdom was crashing. I was no longer king. I was no longer in control. 
that's kind of an amazing part of your story because a lot of folks that I've talked to, it almost seems like in their late 20s, maybe mid-30s, they have that kind of collapse where their body can no longer handle the drugs or the alcohol or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're on their third or fourth marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. the sex. Um, But for you, it was, I mean, you were a tough nut for God to kind of crack, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it took me, well, it took me all those years. Um, it took me all those years and I uh, my two favorite guys in the Bible number one of course is Jesus Christ and the number two guy for me it's not one of the disciples it was the guy hanging on the cross next to Jesus because he had run his whole life he'd done who knows what uh, stole, robbed, probably molested he was probably just at the bottom and he's hanging on the cross next to Jesus and looks over and goes hey you know we're I'm dying here. Would you would you remember me? And uh, Jesus looks back at him and says, "I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise." Right. And that's the deal. Jesus is there for the asking. You can run your whole life, which I hope none of you guys out there do. You don't have to wait to hit the bottom. Yeah, you know I mean, you guys could come to know Jesus today. Um, but this guy ran his whole life, kind of like me. I, I ran most of my life and hanging on the cross and, and Jesus is next to me which he always is it's just a, just such a great analogy the cross thing right and um, and a lot of folks you know answering emails and stuff and can relate to I pushed back a lot on on a lot of what I grew up with in the church and mm-hmm. you know I heard the story of the gospel and mm-hmm. Jesus died for my sins mm-hmm. and I was more like for a long time in my life I was more like the other guy on the cross through most of my right. my life. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, if you're God, then get me down from here. You know? Right. If you're really God, then you know, set us free and let us get out from here, you know. Right. And and yeah, the other thief was like, No, we're we're in where we're where we belong, you know. We're we're exactly where we should be yeah. because of our sin. Yeah. He was cooked. He was done. Yeah. He was over. And Jesus saw this guy and mm-hmm. said, Yeah, you you know, today you'll be with me in heaven. He didn't come down and get baptized, which is always a, I don't know. I grew up with some of this Baptist kind of thing where if you don't get wet, you ain't saved. It's like, right, no, that's right, not, right. that's not true either. Yeah. But, you know, um, that is, that is just, you know, a lot of folks and there's a lot of confusion in the church today and theology today that, God is somehow there to serve us, to solve our problems. Right. Too. And, and, and as, as he is a good and loving father, he does do that. But first we seek him out. I mean, right? Like we, you know, it's like the end of the redemption book where he says, um, if, if we go to God just because we want to be clean, that's not worship of God. It's worship no. of self. No, then, then I would recommend you just stay in the 12-step program and, <laughs> exactly. and, be, and be clean. Yeah. You know, enjoy your cleanliness, but it's not Jump from, from one yeah. addiction to the next. Yeah, if, if you're not done with yourself, if you're not cooked, if you're not sick of how you're living, then I would say you got more dope to do or more porn to do or, you know, go out and, and, and hopefully that you'll live through it. But, you know... Um, Come to the end of yourself. We at, at Mars Hill, you and I both go to a wonderful church that that teaches the Bible well, uh, uh, without religion. And um, 
the Bible says that brokenness is where is where Jesus showed up, and uh, truly, truly, that was true for me, and, and I know it was true for you as well. And it, it seems like a tragedy that we have to go through all these atrocities to come to the end of ourselves before we'll even consider a God who's bigger than us. But typically, that's what it takes. But you don't have to. Yeah. You can you can take someone's word for it. I never did, but it, it's out there for you. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like we have to cognitively get through this in our mind to understand it before we can. And that, that has to do with trust, too. It has to do with faith. Yeah, Tr yeah. trust and faith. Um, this, this, is a, this is a faith deal. If you need it scientifically explained to you, then, then uh, the gospel is probably not for you. Right. Um, if you can step out in faith. And but that's part of coming to the end of yourself, too. Like, it you is. cannot explain... On the last podcast, I talked about music. There's some kind of music that's going to touch your soul, right. move your spirit. Mm -hmm. You can't write that down on paper and explain that. Right. I'm sure there's some cognitive scientist who thinks he can, but right. Right, right. <laughs> honestly, it's a it's a movement of the heart, and that's that's kind of what's been you know a lot of the impact that you've had on me is you're a heart guy. Where I would sit there and I'm, I'm trying to figure things out and I want God to make sense and, and you know, and that's part of where I was when I, I entered redemption groups right. for the second time. Mm -hmm. um, I had been clean from alcohol, drugs, pornography for a, for a while and, and it was, I was just raw, bare, and, and, and God didn't make sense. Um, I've started this podcast and then stopped it for a long periods of time just right. to heal. Right. Th that was one of those times when yeah. I met you. I remember that. And uh, yeah, man, it's 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 a heart thing. It's a it's a movement of the spirit. And it like talk about some of that, Leo, because you you did you have to come to that that kind of peace in your heart kind of a thing? Is it something that constantly is knocking at you, going, hey? It's gotta make sense. No, I don't. I don't think things have to make sense. I'm I'm kind of a senseless guy anyway. I'm a maintenance guy, you know. I'm not a college scholar or anything. I'm just right. I'm just a blue collar, you know, get up and try to go to work kind of guy. But um, for me, it was easy for me to to get to the heart because the head thing was just way too confusing. If I had to think about it and make sense of it, there was just that's uh, uh, I didn't want to have to communicate with an intellectual God. I wanted a God that loved me for me. Right. And it was a matter of the heart that he chose me with all of my crap. He chose Leo. He chose to love Leo. I was I was picked. God God picked me. Right. God wanted me to be his son and, and just wanted me to call him father. That's that's really all he wanted. And that's that's not an intellectual thing. That's what you're talking about. It's a it's a matter of the heart. It's uh like when you have when you have a baby, or you have a baby baby boy or a baby girl, you don't you don't require those babies to think their way into relationship with you. You you offer love and yeah. and they're, and they're loved. They feel loved. They feel comforted. And that's not something that we have to intellectually explain. Right. You can't explain it. Yeah. And that's my relationship with Christ today. Is if you ask me to explain it, I can't. I just know that I'm loved. Right. You know, unconditionally. Love, love was perfected on the cross. Right. The same day that pride was perfected, so was love. Right. You know, the proud people killed Jesus, and Jesus chose to love them through it and forgive them. That's right. 
God came into his own story to love us. Yes. Because we can't do it ourselves. We can't prove it ourselves. We can't be good enough. And that's why I'm a Christian. Like, I I grew up in the church, too, kind of. You know, we went to church sometimes, you know. Right. I went to church with my grandma. My grandma was heavily religious, mm. Pentecostal, and, right. and some of that, you know, mm-hmm. really rubbed me the wrong way. I guess I, I always... And a lot of it had to do with the guy who sexually, repeatedly sexually abused me mm-hmm. was, I believed that lie that I was dirty. Right. I was unlovable. Right. You know, don't tell people who, what happened or what, you know, who you really are. He, he made it an identity thing. And the guy was pretty brilliant as a, as a, as a sick, twisted, you know, The way that he he explained it, and and some of this is is my own mind and and trying to recall it, but that was really the message that I got was was that that this was in your identity that bad, dirty, um, sexually perverse was my identity, and and it took a long time for me to understand that I'm loved, not dirty. That when I ran to God, He wasn't going, ooh, you know, stay stay away, or or go clean yourself up. You know, right, right. I love that story of the the the, the um, prodigal son. Mm. Like he was sleeping with pigs, you know, eating the crap of the pigs were eating, and right. he probably didn't smell too good when right. he came home. And right. his dad didn't like, hey, go take a shower first, and then I'll right. give you a big hug. Right. You know, right. and that was a big one for me. You know, part of sexual abuse, and, and you and I went through this, is mm-hmm. is your body reacts a certain way. Um. You know, especially for guys, we mm-hmm. get an erection. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies, you know, you, you get wet. Your heart pounds like, I like this, but something horrible is happening to me. Right. And so it's a huge, you know, collision between your spirit and your, and your you know, your mind, mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. And surviving that kind of thing, I guess, is, uh, is something that I pray that a lot of people really... Um, understand that that you didn't deserve that right leo it took you a while to, to understand that sexual abuse was part of your behavior was right. tied to that right yeah i yeah i think it was probably the biggest bomb that went off in my life i was introduced to, to sex and pornography at a very early age probably around six or seven years old uh, being molested by my parents and and by pastors in the church and I have no real re- good reason to be in church today. I should probably avoid it like the plague. But um, for me, it's not about the people anymore. It's not about it's not about being dirty. My my identity was 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 not in my sin, or my identity was not how I was sinned against. I'm a child of God, and um, kind of like the twelve step thing. When I go to twelve steps, I have to be an addict or an alcoholic right, or, right. or a sex addict, but. Uh, really the truth is that I'm no longer any of those things. I am a child of God. Those things were paid for on the cross. I don't have to carry it anymore. I don't have to carry the guilt or the shame or the identity. Um, And for me, that's that's the freeing part of this whole uh, Christian thing, this whole living for Jesus thing is is the freedom that it allows. I don't <laughs> I don't have to feel all this guilt and shame, and I don't have to intellectually explain it. I just have to love my Creator, and that's pretty easy to do right. because He loves me so freely and so unconditionally. Right. Um, I don't. I don't struggle with that at all. I, I still struggle with sin. Don't get me wrong. I'm still a sinner, 
you know, I fight daily. I, my daily prayer is I, I need God just to need God because I want to go back to that God mode. I want to go back to running my own show every single day. Yeah. And I have to stop and say, no, this is, this is not about Leo anymore. This is about God. It's not about what I do. It's about what Jesus did on the cross. Yeah. It's about what's already been done. It's already been done. It's already been paid for. Yeah. All you have to do is accept it. That's right. That's the deal. Yeah. That's the end of the deal. It is. Yeah. And it's, I guess that's the, the hardest, easiest part, you know? I heard a guy say that Christianity is the most exclusive religion because it's the most inexclusive religion. <laughs> yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Because, you know, and that's part of, you know, you and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, from, from 12 step to, um, you do a, a home group now, you do mm. a, a community group in I your do. home through, through mm. Marzell church. Right. One of the cool things about our church, which I, I, there's there's a list of churches on the website by the way asi247.org some churches that I, I I trust I don't I don't know all of their theology but I do trust them and and they are very very big on these kind of community groups um, one thing I like about Mars Hill and Acts 29 is that we we see sin as something that we need to work on that's that's you know bring pulling us away from God pulling us away from life and peace and mm -hmm. and. But also we see religion as sin as well, where a lot of churches don't do that. A lot of churches get the self-righteous guy who's mm -hmm. got all the degrees and he's, he talks a good talk, and that cat's usually in leadership. We try to, as much as we can in our church, try and keep some of those guys, you know, to realize that that's sin too. Mm -hmm. Like self-righteous, I'm, I'm, here's how I know the path rather than walk the path, guys. Mm -hmm. right. Are, are called out as sinners as well. Right. That's pretty rare in the church today. Yeah. Um, but, but I wanted to talk about that a little bit. It's, it's not, you know, the difference between community group and, and like an AA group, where it was really raw, it was really open. I mean, a lot of people are just sharing some of their, their bottom, deep-level stuff. Mm -hmm. it, compared to community group, where it's almost like you have to you're with people that don't want to see themselves as broken or they're afraid to maybe talk about certain things. Right. You know, right. it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different economy. It's a different animal, a different energy. What, what do you, how do you... Well, people that wind up in 12-step groups are there because uh, maybe they've chose to be there because they're, they're tired of being addicted to whatever it is they're addicted to. Right. Or maybe the court has ordered them there. Yeah, or maybe a, maybe a family member has has said, if you're going to stay in this house, you need to go to meetings. Right. Um, the community group in church is is an attempt to, and, and it, it does very well at this. Excuse me. Um, it calls us to be family. And, um, you know, picture yourself with whatever you have for a family sitting around a circle and talking. It's probably pretty difficult to talk about your deepest, dirtiest, darkest things. Right. Um, the stuff you don't want to share because you want to you want to look good and you want to be lovable and if you throw something out there that might cause someone fear about you or cause someone to think less than you want them to think about you that's a pretty scary deal in community groups we try to get there we we uh, we share our stuff yeah. and and, uh, and we try to get the people who don't want to share their stuff to share their stuff a lot of people think that they've lived a really good lives because 
they've gone to church and they haven't done drugs or maybe they haven't even looked at porn I don't know but you find a lot of times people get stuck in their jobs that their job is their identity and um, that causes them to worship themselves that it was all about what they did it was all about the degree that they earned and the job that they have today is because of their success and we try to lead those kind of people to the same place we lead the addicts and, and the porn freaks to is that no, your your sin is just as real as my sin. You're you're right. wallowing in pride. You're addicted to your own your own behaviors. You're addicted to your own success. What you think that you did, it was God that gave you the mind that you could get that engineering degree in the first place. In fact, oh by the way, your next breath is because God gives it to you. <laughs> That's right. Because uh, you earned it. Yeah, that's it's, kind of the lie. It's about it's nothing all... you did. You get to breathe one more time. That's right. Just because God loves you, and that sounds ridiculous, but really, it's the truth. It is. It's all things are given to you by the Creator. We were created by the Creator. Um, if if you're smart and you have a PhD, you should be thanking your Creator for causing you to be so smart yeah. and get a good job. And, and uh, it's it's all a gift. Yeah. I was an entrepreneur working, you know, eighty to. I was working way over 80 hours a week. I had that was kind of a thing for me as I, I got to the point in my in my life where I started to realize that I worked too way too much. Didn't know my family. Didn't know my kids. I kind of lived my own little life outside of my house. And I heard a guy say that if you can't do it in 80 hours, 80 to 90 hours a week, you know, mm. if you can't do it in 10 hours a day, you're doing it wrong. Mm. You know, especially if you have kids, mm. little kids in your home and stuff. There's just and that's the addiction that that our culture will pat you on the back for having. You bet. <laughs> you know? you bet yeah. And so, yeah, you know, personal success. Yeah. 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 There's all sorts of things that can yeah. tear us away from from God. Yeah, worshiping God is not the popular thing these days. No. Worshiping self is. Yeah. yeah. And the popular God, like you know. I hear a lot of people talking about Kabbalah, and this is kind of this new religion. It's a mix between, you know, Judaism and and Buddhism, and you throw a little Hinduism in there, and there are probably a few more isms I'm forgetting. But it's it's just another attempt, just like in the 80s with the new wave era and new age, and it's just another attempt of inventing a God that fits us, that'll match our, like, we want this God to serve me. It's kind of the 12-step. And I don't mean to bag on 12-step because I know that if you start a group and you force people to love Jesus, that's not going to work either. <laughs> it, really right. has to be right. a, it really has to be an open heart, I'm choosing God decision. But at the same time, what, what God have you created? If, if it feels like, you know, the cat theology and dog theology. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Pastor Mark ended out the last sermon with, with this. And I've heard this before. And some of you who been around the church have probably heard this but he the way he put it was pretty cool he said that um there's two pets and they're very spoiled pets you know they get all the greatest food they they sleep in plush soft beds um they're walked and and, and loved well and one's a cat and one's a dog and the cat is is going wow i have it really good here i must be awesome like i must be the most super awesome creature ever because I'm loved the way I'm loved or I'm I'm pet the way I'm pet or I get this and I get that right. look how awesome I am right. and the dog if you own a dog he just is wagging his tail clapping to see you when you get home right he's just right. like excited look how great 
my creator, my owner is, my master is. Yeah. You know? That's right. Look how great my master is that I have this life, that I get this life, that mm-hmm. I'm loved the way I'm loved. Right. And that's really true. There's, a, there's some real truth to that, isn't there? There is. You know, I, I got four basset hounds, and every time I walk in the door at night, they're, they're all over me wagging their tails and wanting to be pet, and I'm just, I'm getting a guilt complex, and I'm praying, well, God, <laughs> God, uh, you know, make me to be the person these, these dogs think that I am, because I'm really, I'm really not as good as they think that I am. <laughs> right. But, yeah. It's it, a good picture of worship, isn't it? It really is. It yeah. really is, yeah. And, um, yeah, man, dogs love well. We should... You know, we should love like dogs. We should, uh, you know, love the guy that feeds us and gives us everything. That's right. Everything we need. Yeah. You know, everything. I felt, I, I was, I've heard this, th- that analogy before and I always kind of, I was always judgmental over it in the past. And part of that's my, mm. my negative critical mind. And I used to think, because I heard a study by a guy who, who talked about abuse, you know. And he says, eventually, if you beat a dog every time you come home from work with a golf club, um, you know, because they, they say, oh, dogs will love you no matter what. No, that's not necessarily true, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you beat your dog every time at 3 o'clock when you get home from work. Eventually, yeah. when you get home, that dog will cower in the corner. Right. right. And I was thinking about that analogy coming home from church Sunday after he said that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was almost like, you know, I walk in the door, and there I'm greeted by my three-legged dog, Gunner. Yeah. Gunner had a hard life before yeah. he came to our house. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was almost like the Holy Spirit really lit me up and was like, yeah, you know, you and I are kind of kind of three-legged dogs, aren't we, Leo? We are. We really are. <laughs> we're, we're broken and full of scars. and But, you know, God chooses to love us anyway. Yeah. You know. That was Gunner. You know, he comes up and he, he'll have a blanket or a bone in his mouth, too. He's got to grab something and bring it to me, too. Right, that's a good. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, wow, you know, and it almost it almost brought me to tears when I got home. Just yeah, thinking about right, right. my my pissed offness at God because of the way my life turned out. Right, right. As opposed to where I'm at now. Right. And the thankfulness that, that's in my heart. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Russ, I just wanted to touch on this real quick, these these religious things going around, these new religions and the existing religions. Um and I would just throw this out as a challenge is how how could you even possibly choose a religion that some guy dreamed up i mean even even the mormon thing how can how can you buy into this right this was a human that started this religion yeah uh, Christianity was started by God himself he died on the cross he proved himself to be a real god he he rose after three days five hundred people saw him ascend um this stuff is real you guys um and I'm just I'm praying for all of you out there that that you would just see just a little bit of truth today, or maybe just hear just a little bit of truth today, that would cause you to uh, to ask the question. You know, what if what if this God guy is real? Yeah. What, what if, if it's human history and not religion that we're talking about? Yeah. What if this God guy really does love me? Yeah. Even even with all the stuff that I've done and even the stuff that I do every day, right. this guy still loves me. Really? Is that really? Yeah. That's really the truth. Yeah. He does, and, and he wants he wants you. He wants you with all your crap. He wants you with all your gifts that he's given you or about to give you. Um, this this God guy, man, you, you guys got to meet this God guy. Yeah. You got to meet him. He'll set you free. Yeah. You know, when we, when we get involved in worshiping Jesus Christ, um, our God, um, what, what we do on a daily basis becomes less 
important. When, when we see what Jesus did on the cross and we worship this guy and, and worship this guy and all we do, we, we offer our work as worship, we offer our family time as worship, we, we constantly worship our Creator through all that He's given us. Uh, the par pornography seems a lot smaller, the, the crack cocaine seems a lot less important. Yeah. It seems more important to, to worship the guy that gives us everything. That's right. You know, it's uh, it's it's really an incredible deal. It's it's crazy, stupid love. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I never will. But I'm gonna take it because it's real. Because it's real. Amen. Yeah. I think we'll end on that, Leo. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. I love you, bro. Love you too. Um, I feel like we should end this in in, in prayer. Uh, I want to pray for for some of the folks listening. Mm -hmm. I would too. Some of the folks who maybe even think this is weird that we would pray for you or we would end a podcast with a prayer. Um, but I'm going to do it. Um, Lord, thank you for, for Leo. Thank you for those listening. Thank you for for stories, you know. There's so many times where I've wanted answers. And I've picked up your book and I thought, give me some answers. And you'd tell stories, you know. You'd tell stories. And, and sure, there's some answers and some instruction in there, but mostly, it's your story. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for Leo, and I thank you for men like him, men and women who, who love and serve God and aren't afraid to talk about it, aren't afraid to talk about the impacts on their heart. Father, I just want to pray, too, for those listening that, uh, that they might have heard just one little small speck of truth, your truth, that, that might cause them to to come into relationship with you. Um, and I'll just, let me pray with you guys. You guys are out there and just would like to accept Jesus. All it takes is just a little prayer. And we're, we're going to pray, pray that prayer right now. And um, Father, I just, we, we come to you with, with brokenness. We come to you with our lives all messed up. Father, we're, we're addicts, we're drunks, we're perverts. We're thieves, we're wife beaters, we're molesters. We're all these horrible, despicable things that the world hates. And we're so afraid to let anybody see. But Father, you see it all. You know us. You know everything about us. And Lord, we just come to you today and we ask you that, that we could bring these things to you and drop them at the foot of the cross. And we ask you for forgiveness. We ask that you be our Heavenly Father. We ask that you be our Dad, that we can come to you as your children. And that you would love us just for being your kids. Um, thank you, Father. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our Heavenly Father and our friend. And we just uh, we thank you in Jesus' name. And I just want to say, if you guys prayed that prayer with me today, that, that you would uh, maybe try to go out and find a church that, that teaches the truth, that teaches the Bible well. Um, and, you know, see what you can do about coming into relationship with Christ. He met you there today. If you prayed that prayer or thinking about praying that prayer, um, God is, is ready to meet you. God is ready to take over your life. You can hand him the keys and he'll drive. That's right. You know, so I just want to encourage you guys. Take a shot, man. I know some of it sounds pretty unbelievable, but you don't have to believe it all right away. You just have to believe a little bit that this, this God guy loves you. That's right. Yep. Trust thing. Yep. Faith thing. I... I Falling in love with God and then, and then seeking out truth and getting questions answered. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a great way to live. 
usually it usually happens the the love part happens first mm -hmm. you know? it does yeah. all right Leo thanks right, again for being on the podcast and uh, until next time bye <laughs>